Hello, beautiful souls. In this podcast, we are going into Tess Jewel Larson's human design chart. She is a 6'2 emotional manifester. And if you don't remember, maybe you didn't listen to the previous podcast, she empowers women professionals and entrepreneurs and high achievers to go from exhausted and overwhelmed to balanced and thriving. She's a mindfulness coach an experienced yoga teacher, and a yoga therapist in training. And she specializes in breath support, mindful movement, nervous system resiliency, all the good stuff to help you slow down and become aware of what you truly need in life. So if you didn't listen to that podcast, definitely go back and listen. And in this podcast, we are diving into her human design chart. So grab a pen and paper and keep that handy in case you want to take any notes. Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 manager who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab the cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. It is Miranda again, back here with Tess Jewel Larson. We are diving into her human design chart and going a little bit into depth here. So first, first, I wanted to say thank you again for being here. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to go through this with you. Awesome. So Tess said that she did not know a lot about human design. Um, but she has listened to the podcast. And as you guys know, I go into great detail sometimes, especially on Thursdays where I do teaching aspects. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to actually do a little teaching um, as well as asking some questions to see how things resonate. So I can't wait to go deeper. Mm, okay. Yeah, me either. I'm super excited for this. <laughs> so first of all, I just want to say the type. You're an emotional manifester. So when I say that, what comes up for you? Um, maybe that I like to like start things. I like to get things going. And I like to do that because of how I'm feeling, because of the like what I'm like putting out and then what I want to put out into the world. Would that be correct? Yes. And the thing is with a the manifester, there's five types. Um, the manifester is actually um, only about 9% of society. So the manifester is really about, it's kind of like the entrepreneur. It's your manifestor is here to start things, to initiate things, to get things started. But a lot of the times not really here to finish things, uh, really to have people support you in finishing things or after your big ideas. However, I'm going to go into a little bit and I'm going to send this recording to you as well. So that way you have it to go over. (laughs) Um, as a manifester, you're here to start things, but you have gate 26, which is here. It's in the unconscious. It's in the defined will center. And that is actually um, the gate of closing. 
So it's like clothing okay. the sale kind of with uh-huh. service of the heart, which if everyone listened on the previous podcast, it's all about service of the heart for you. Oh, all of it. Yeah. So that's there, but you also have the initiating starting process with the manifestor, but you do have this 26 defined, which is closing. So you do have that energy of closing, whereas a lot of manifestors really don't. So how does that feel for you? Do you feel like you still have that process of being able to close? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like to work through things till the end, not to like beat it to death, but like <laughs> I like to make sure that that what I start, I finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's totally could be with like getting support from other people and like working through that. Um, or when I'm working with individuals as well, like I like, you know, I like to be able to get them started get them going, give them that empowerment so they can do it on their own. But at the same time, you know, I'd like to be there. And so they know if they ever need, you know, more support going forward, I'm always here for them. And then I, you know, I like to, to watch that, that process and see, okay, are you ready to go out on your own? Yes. Perfect. Go out on your own, but no, I am here with you ever need me, you know? And so it's, I do really enjoy seeing like the full cycle of, of whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that too, that you said, um, guiding people and then having them go out on their own, right? Because that's what you do. You guide, you help support people and then go on their own so that they learn and take away the things and slow down and get into that, that rest and digest, right? Yeah. Which yep. also goes into your profile. So your profile is a six, two. So what that means is on the conscious level, which is in the black numbers on the right side, all those numbers on the right and the squares are conscious. Those are all conscious gate activations. And then the red side are all unconscious gate activations that were imprinted in your chart 88 days before your birth. So on the conscious level, you have the six, which that is about being that role model. So you have three kind of phases in your life. And this is how you put yourself out there in the world, your personality kind of. So the six is like, In the first part of life until your Saturn return, which is about 28, you are experimenting. You're learning, you're doing all the things. Then after Saturn return, yeah. So you do lots of things, you experiment and all that. Oh, loads. (laughs) And then after that, in the age that you're now, until about 48 to 52, you're kind of in this um, stepping back phase. You're kind of reflecting and healing and making sense of what you did when you were younger. So you kind of are healing from that. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) And then after, (laughs) oh, I love it. I always love it when it connects like that. After uh, 4852, that's when your Chiron return happens. And that's when you kind of just step into this role model phase, because what's happened is you've kind of moved through your own stuff in so much depth that you're able to step into that role model phase where people just see that energy and you no longer have to do anything. It's just, you just be. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And then the two part is on your unconscious. So this means it could be something that maybe you're not aware of, or maybe you are now because you're so in tune with yoga and everything, but the two is really about hermoning, having alone time. I am all about that. (laughs) I love my alone time. 
No, and I've known it for for a long time. My alone time to me has always been incredibly important to help me balance. Um, I and a lot of that time that I I spent, especially in my younger years, was out in nature. So I would like go for walks on my own. I would, you know, just I I I grew up in Oregon and around forest area. So like I would go on walks in the forest and then. Um, when I was nine, we moved to Barcelona, um, Barcelona, Spain. Um, and like being in a big city was like, oh my gosh, how do I handle this? Like there's always life around. And I didn't feel like I had that alone time, but I found a park that I could go walk to and just spend that time on my own. And like, so yes, alone time has always been important to me because it's my time to reconnect with myself. And I think that like in my own journey for like in my journey of my burnout, um, I didn't give myself enough of that alone time. And because I was, I was scared to be in it because I was scared of what was coming up and I didn't like to see what was there. And so some of what I really had to work through, um, after I, I quit my job for those that listened to the last podcast, I quit my job. Um, and I, I worked through a lot of this stuff and I, I spent a lot of that time, just reconnecting with me because I I hadn't been doing that. And that has been a huge part of my journey to, to healing. Um, and so, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Alone time is huge for me. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you're aware of that because so many people at times feel like alone time is not necessary. So I love that you've always been aware of that because it is for you to be in the energy of who you are, it's very important that you have that permitting time. Yes. Very, very. Yes. Makes sense. I also wanted to go into, because I mentioned previously that you have the 39, which is one my, it is actually one of my favorite gates because that's, I created this podcast because of it, because of my 39 and the unconscious sun. So 39 is all about provoking, uh, provocation. And it can be viewed, I've had a lot of people kind of say that it's a negative when I say provoking, but I feel like you can really provoke in a loving way because this energy is really about seeing how people resonate with you and provoking them into change through love. It's not through like meanness, right? Right. So yeah, definitely. You have this gate in the unconscious earth. So this is what grounds you, this provoking change, this energy of provoking. And I also just want to give you a little tip here. If you've ever encountered this, sometimes maybe in a life in this lifetime, you've provoked people unintentionally where they kind of reacted and you're like, what the hell? I have not even, that's not what I meant. Like, I don't know what's going on, but that uh-huh. is just because they're out of alignment with your frequency. Okay. So for you, when you provoke people like that, instead of being like, what the heck did I do? It's more so, ooh, they're not in that frequency. They're not ready. They're not ready for my energy. Um, Okay. So I wanted to give you that because it was something I struggled with. And I don't know if it did for you, but it felt like I needed to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. um, (laughs) Provoking, I think, is a very good is a very good adjective for um, for me. And, 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 and usually not in a bad way, right? Like I, I, I want to stress that, like, I, I like 
helping people take those first steps and kind of looking in at things that maybe they haven't looked in at before, or they haven't sort of acknowledged before in themselves. Um, but growing up (laughs) before I really learned how to like, I don't want to say hone, but like shine that in a way that was beneficial, wasn't always beneficial. Um, and I definitely provoked various different emotions, uh, mainly from my brother's. (laughs) <laughs> and and maybe my parents um but you know like definitely no no I think I think I I really resonate with that because you know we can depending on how we are sharing that energy right it can hit people in different ways mm-hmm. um and how w- everyone has their own experiences and so those own experiences you know affect how you receive that information Um, And this goes for me as well, right? Like we all, we're all, we all digest, we all receive things and digest things in different ways. Um, And because of experiences that we've already had, right, those things can affect how we are then receive comments or actions from other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so I am very, very aware of that now. Um, and so I, I try to, yeah, I, I like the word shine. I try to shine that in, in different ways by watching and observing how other people are responding and how they are holding themselves and how they're, they're interacting in life. Mm-hmm. And that's what really, it, since it's in the earth element, that's what grounds you. So having that awareness, awareness there is so important for you to be grounded because you've mentioned also like the energy alignment, right? And you also have the 18 here in your, you're in your conscious earth. So 18 is all about energy alignment. So the balancing of energy and realignment. So noticing that energy, like you just said, like in the turn, in the hermit, being able to digest, integrate, notice your alignment, and then know when to provoke or tease or poke, I like to say, mm-hmm. to help people stretch. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. you also said start. Like, I love to get people started, which is manifester. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> awesome. I also wanted to touch oh, on- this is fun. <laughs> Thank you. To- no, I love this. I love this. It's so interesting. It's so interesting to me. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, The 38 is in your unconscious son. So I'm being drawn there because I've done a lot of reading recently on how important the unconscious son is to step into fulfillment of the conscious son. So it's kind of like I always say the unconscious is like the lotus beneath the mud. It's like there, always there. But you yeah. don't know it until it comes up and emerges. And then it's just this beautiful flower. So the unconscious side for me is all the depth. That's the work. Because once you know the unconscious, then you it brings you more into the conscious, right? Mm-hmm. So the unconscious sun for you is the gate 38, which is, I'm just going to say the name and I'm going to see what comes up for you. It is uh, the fighter. Yeah. Okay. So what yeah. comes up? Share. <laughs> <laughs> I I would definitely say I am a fighter. Um I fighting for so many different things for um for what I believe in, for um 
those that I want to help and support um, fighting for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when, when I was a kid, um, sometimes that, that fighting energy was not uh, beneficial or I wasn't using it in maybe the right way. Like, and I would just get, I very fiery temper. Um, <laughs> um, and and so over the years, I have once again, you know, it's all about like reconnecting and really starting to understand why things come up for me. Um, and so like using that energy in a beneficial way and maybe not just in like a an attack, um, and really to to pause and and like notice, okay, this is what's coming up for me. This is where the fire is. How can I use that fire to support instead of just to, to burn? Um, and like in my own sort of idea of fire as well, like, you know, we are all burning in different ways. Right. And we all have like different ways that we're, we're moving or growing or, you know, and so it's all about like, how can you take that time to like give back to, to add extra to that fire so that you can, can continue to go and or grow in a supportive manner. And so it's like connecting with that, that fighting aspect of it as well. Right. And I think it's, it's very much for me, at least it is very similar. It's knowing what to put that energy into what to fight for, maybe what, when to take a step back and say, okay, no, like, you need to do your own thing. Um, and <laughs> it's definitely been a, a journey for me to learn that. Um, so I don't know if that's exactly what you were meaning with it, but that that to me is how I identify with that word of fighting for sure. Yeah. And I love the first thing that you said was knowing what, what, what is worth fighting for, because that is in the highest expression. As we talked about in the previous podcast, the fluctuations of energy, the fluctuations of being in balance in the shadow or the high frequency, right? In every gate in the human design body graph, there is a high frequency and a shadow and a challenge and a shadow frequency. And it's not about anyone being wrong or not being in that state. It's about the awareness of when you're in that state and how you can exactly. adjust it so you can be fighting for the things rather than fighting at things there's a difference. <laughs> oh, totally. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. Exactly. And like, yeah, having, knowing where to put that energy so you don't burn out, you know, mm -hmm. if, and if you're like trying to put it on everything, that is not beneficial either. Right. So like knowing, okay, this is where I can direct it right now. Maybe this is where I can get the support. Maybe this is where that I can just let go for the moment or forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and so, so yeah, no, I, I think that that's a really good thing to say for sure. And when you mentioned that you were fiery, there was another thing that came up. So you have the fighter in your unconscious. So just for your awareness, you have this fighting energy It's part of who you are. You have the provoking energy. It's part of who you are. There's no wrong. So when you got get to feel this energy now, if there was any a time that you're like, oh, I wish I didn't provoke or why do they lash out? Just know that that's part of your energy. That's yeah. part of who you are. So you get to embrace it and love it. Love that, like that shadow part of some of those things, right? Totally. And then the manifester part too, 
Um, I love to say the manifester is like the sprinter, the initiator, the starter of things. So you get this information, this download, and all of a sudden you have this energy and it flows and it's fast. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Like you're burned out. You need to take a break. You need to take a nap, (laughs) right? Yep, yep. But it's also anger as far as the not self theme. And when you said fiery, I wanted to just put this out there for you to feel into because a lot of manifestors that I've worked for with or many or many gens have had this feeling of why do I get so angry so quick? Mm-hmm. I'm an angry person or something like that. Quick tempered is something, right? Mm-hmm. But really what it is with that manifestor energy is you're in that flow, whether it's writing, reading, cleaning, whatever flow it is that you're in. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you get interrupted by someone or something. Then all of a sudden you're in that fast energy and it's like you hit up against a brick wall. So of Mm -hmm. course there's going to be that anger, like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you bugging me right now? Right? Yeah. So it's not that you're angry. It's that your, your flow is interrupted. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think, you know, for, for most of us, you know, when we're in a flow of something and then that gets interrupted and we're like, oh, what's going on? You know, you're kind of like sidelined by, oh, and how do I react? And, you know, you might react in a angry way. You might react in a, oh, okay. You know, I'm just going to walk away from that, you know, like depending on, on you. Right. And I, I think that that's really important to know is, how we respond to these things. And then knowing that, how can we use that in a better way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I wanted to give you the opportunity. First, actually, I want to go into the emotional part because that's a huge, huge one. So the emotional part as far as your strategy. So a strategy is um, we each have our best way of making decisions that are aligned with us. So we're not forcing, we're not being in scarcity. We're not getting into that fight or flight. It's more so through receiving. So -hmm. for you, it's initiating. So you receive that beautiful download, you inform people and then you do it. So the informing is not to get permission. It's just to say, Hey guys, I'm doing this so that you don't receive anger from them because Mm -hmm. you didn't tell them what you were doing. So this anger response is not only for you can get angry if you're interrupted, but other people can get angry if you don't inform them. Mm -hmm. Has that happened for you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's because that is so fast. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. No, yeah, yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And the emotional part, what that means is you have an emotional wave. You actually have two emotional waves. So for you, it sounds like you've already done a lot of this work with what you do. You're already aware. You're already slowing down. You're already stepping back and being aware of when things feel right and not, right? Mm -hmm. So for an emotional wave, it's very important for you to, let's say, an opportunity comes up. And in the moment, you're like, oh, yes, it sounds Mm -hmm. beautiful. But then you sleep on it. And then the next day, you're like, "Mm, it doesn't sound as fun. But I guess I'll do it because I made the commitment right? So what that means is it's to, you're here to like wait out one or two days to see if Mm -hmm. it still feels like a hell yes. Mm -hmm. And if it does, then that's an alignment for you. You'll love the experience. Now, if you say yes, and the second day you're like, eh, then what's going to happen is you're going to fluctuate with your loving it and not wishing that you did it. So always following your emotional 
wave. So do you do that currently? Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely learned that it's important for me to, to pause before making decisions because I definitely like just would just run straight into whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and, and sometimes that's great and sometimes it's not. Um, and, so yeah, just taking a moment to, to pause and really sort of observe, okay, how am I responding to it? And, and I like to actually, that's one thing that I do like to do. And you kind of going back to that emotional part of like, how am I feeling about it? Like, am I, am I sort of feeling open and, and receiving it? Am I kind of closing up on it and then maybe feeling a push to go to it or feeling a way, you know, pull away like am I like how is my body responding to whatever it is um because so much of you know what we do our body you know what we're thinking I should say our body responds to that and we don't always notice like those subtle thoughts but our body does and so it's like taking that moment to pause and really like okay ask yourself like okay how am I feeling like how am I feeling in my chest? How am I feeling in my gut? Like how am I holding maybe in in my pelvic floor? Like, you know, that, that just checking through my whole body, like what's going on and then kind of taking that as, okay, am I a responding in a certain way because I'm scared because I've never done it before. Am I, you know, be responding in a way because that sounds freaking awesome, you know, but I've not really thought it through. Um, you know, or is it, is it right? Is it right? You know? And, and sometimes you don't, you know, sometimes you do just have to jump through it and you have to go for it because, you know, maybe that's just in the moment, that's what you got to do. But like, I do, I I think that just taking those, and it can be like a few seconds, you know, just a brief Mm -hmm. moment to pause and just tune in. Um, that for me is, is really, really beneficial. And for big decisions, Oh yeah. An extra day or two to kind of like, okay, is yeah. it right? Does this feel good? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, I, I would say that I, I definitely recommend that to, to the people that I work with too. You know, it's, it's like taking that time to, to observe what's, what's happening. Um, and to sort of look at where the responses are coming from as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, is it, is it because you're scared of it? Like, and okay, why are you scared of it? You know, it's because you've never done it before. Or is it because like, you're like, oh no, that's really not a good thing for me. You know, so like really identifying what's what's coming up and and why is it a limiting belief that's holding you back? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Yeah, self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Is there anything that you have questions about? There's so much in a chart and I'm just kind of touching on the things that came up for me. Um, when I first glance at it intuitively, but are there any questions that you have from looking by your at your chart? Oh, um, <laughs> because I know so little, I I don't know if I have any like. It's just all been so fascinating to me, like to 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 hear what you're saying, and um, and because I know so little, I don't really know what questions ask. To be perfectly honest, um. But I, I just think it's, thank you so much for this. It's just been so fun to like, look at these different aspects of, you know, of what you're showing me in the, in this chart. Um, and then also kind of tuning in and like noticing like my own exploration of what I've learned over the years and, you know, how that's kind of all come together. It's just been really, really interesting to me. So thank you so much for this. Oh, you're welcome. I hope something 
I hope something resonated and it felt like, oh, yes, like that feels true and it feels like me. It does. It does. And that's that's the cool part about it, right? Like so much of this does feel true. And it's like, what? She got that from like my birthday and I some other questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and briefly, I can go crazy. over. It's so cool. The, um, the center. So I'll just go over briefly the centers. So the shapes in the chart. Those are centers. And the reason I'm explaining this part is because I know yoga. Um, these yeah. are based on the chakra system. The chakras. So yeah. you'll notice that there are nine centers, whereas a lot of uh, Eastern philosophies say seven, right? So mm-hmm. what that is, is in human design, two of the chakras actually split. So like the heart actually spit, split into the G center, which is the yellow diamond. And the well center. So this represents like the heart chakra. And I keep going back and forth between chakra and chakra. So, um, and then the emotional solar plexus, which is here to the right with the spleen, which is here to the mm-hmm. left, that is your solar plexus. So right. these aspects or these shapes actually represent the chakras, which are like the head is ideas, inspirations, the ajna is like belief systems and mm-hmm. conceptualization. And then the throat obviously is manifestation into the external world through our throat. And then right. um, the G center in the center is like love, direction, um, identity. And then the mm-hmm. will center is all about willpower and mm-hmm. pushing through. The emotional solar plexus is creativity, it's all about emotions. The sacral is about work, life force. So that's mm-hmm. like relationships, uh, like husband, wife, sexuality, all of this for the sacral. Then the spleen is about intuition, instinct from animals, that connection. And then mm-hmm. the root is groundedness, rootedness. So yeah. all of these aspects are within this chart as well. And then the gate activations go into different elements of that which yeah, is yeah, yeah. really fascinating oh it is it's super fascinating it's super fascinating and it, it um you know you can definitely tell that there's a good connection between that eastern um the um I'm totally blanking on the word I'm wanting to look think of, but you know the, the the eastern philosophy thank you I was like what is the word yes uh, eastern <laughs> philosophies but like and from yoga but also from like Chinese medicine as well you know you can sort of see those connections there as what I mentioned um, earlier yesterday the other day that we talked um (laughs) the (laughs) one of the times that we talked like you know I'm studying qigong and so like part of that is studying Chinese medicine and so it's you know it's, it's so fascinating to me to to be able to look at all these different aspects like yes they're different but they all touch on so many of the similar things. And so it's it's really interesting because I come from a very scientific background. My mom is a nurse. Uh, my dad is an engineer. You know, so I have a very science-based background. And so it's just so fascinating to me to look at all these different things and like all these different aspects and notice, okay, A, from on the surface, they do kind of look woo-woo. But then when you dive into them, there's so many aspects that actually makes sense right like the chakras are connected to the plexuses within the body you know so it's like a physical point in your body that you know like sends innervates different things that happen 
um, whether that's muscle reaction, whether that's, you know, um, hormones being released, you know, so it's, it's just really, really fascinating to me that like the more I'm diving into this, the more it is actually all connected. And it, it would, it's wonderful to start seeing that like within the scientific world, that's this stuff is starting, you know, they're starting to dive into it with studies, not that it necessarily is needed, but from someone that comes from such a scientific background, you know, and so many of us that come from Western science backgrounds, you know, and like identifying like this is like so much of it is valid and so much of it we should be taking into consideration when we are looking at at creating a life for ourselves that is balanced and that we can thrive, you know, because it is, it's, it's all glow, like everything is connected. And so just taking that time to, to kind of realize that and not just be like, oh, no, like the brain is one thing, the body's another thing, you know, this is another thing. Like it's, it's all connected. Yeah. So this has been so cool. So thank you so much. You are welcome. And I love how open-minded, um, because you do have the Ajna open. So that is all about like, open new perspectives, open to new ideas, like no one thing is right. Whereas people that have this defined sometimes really get stuck. That means it's colored in. So they kind of get stuck in that. So, um, but they love being by us that are open because they get to see those new ideas and perspectives. And I love that. Um, And with what we talked about today, it really shows that you're in alignment with what you're bringing out into the world. Like manifester starting new things starting with your clients provoking them teasing them poking them into change doing what's right for fighting for the for humanity as a whole for the global not to fight just to fight but to fight for a reason right with the energy alignment so I just I love that and I hope that there is a sense of like oh great I'm feeling good about everything that I'm doing right now because it's like oh oh, totally It's like a big check, check, check. <laughs> I love that. Affirmation on that <laughs> Awesome. Well, I wanted to say thank you again for being here, showing up and being in our presence, letting me be in your presence, connecting and being open to talk about these areas too, because some people um, don't want to go deeper into this stuff. And I love that you're so open and like, let's, let's see what this is about and see if it connects. So I just wanted to say thank totally. you. Totally. No, no. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've, I've really enjoyed this. It's been very, very eye-opening and, and just like, yeah, just fascinating to me. It's so, so interesting diving into these different aspects of, of us, of humans. Mm-hmm. Thank of life you. in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that. And for all of you, I will be putting all of Tess's info at the bottom of this podcast as well. If you didn't listen to Tuesday's podcast, please listen because we all go into the depths of who she is, what she does, what she brings to the world. So definitely tune into that. And I just want to say thank you again for being here and thank you for everything that you bring. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram. So please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. 
And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.